You're listening to your superpowered mind on the Superpower Up podcast, the show that investigates the innate power within your brain to create lasting change. Hello, everybody. Welcome to your superpowered mind. I am Kristen Maxwell, and in this show, we explore the process of transformation and give you tools and strategies that you can use to transform your own life. Today, I am really thrilled to be talking to Kelly McMiniman about a topic that I don't think I've ever talked about, and that is decluttering and organizing according to your personality and who you are. And Kelly McMenamin, she is an author, an organizing coach, a speaker, and co-founder of Pixies Did It, which is a company dedicated to helping people organize according to their personalities. And their motto, which I love, is that while life isn't always easy, organizing it should be. Ha, we have something to talk about. Their book is Organize Your Way, Simple Strategies for Every Personality. And I was really excited to talk to Kelly because I have numerous friends and, okay, myself, who find that um, cluttering and decluttering and organizing is difficult and overwhelming. And if there's any way to make it easier, well, I want to know it. So uh, welcome to your superpowered mind, Kelly. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yes. So I love this idea. But before we get into that, I want to ask you, what superpower did you uncover in the process of mastering your mind? Uh, I I love that question. Uh, and I feel like I recently realized what my superpower is, even though uh, I should at my age and haven't been doing the organizing business for over 10 years. But I would say it's an abs like I'm just an efficiency expert. And I don't mean that just in terms of like time, but I can figure out easily how I can put in one extra thing within an hour um, by combining two other things. And is, is that okay to do that? And then I can do it with physical objects. Like, you know, I go into people's homes and you, know, you see people with things stacked on top of each other. I'm like, no, 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 just put it on the side. When you have everything on the side, you can like pull it out easily from a shelf. But the moment you stack, it's inefficient. Uh, so I would say that I kind of like look through, it's not quite x-ray vision, but I can kind of see everything that, uh, how to make it more efficient. Like you open your closet and I kind of instantly can see it. You tell me about your schedule and I'll be like, well, why aren't you doing that after that? Because that would make more sense and be more efficient. So I think I really discovered recently that I'm just an efficiency expert. Ah, I love that. What a skill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, good. You know what? I'm going to just really quickly, let's just go to break and get it done. Cause I want to go into, you know, this idea of personality and what kinds of personality and what kind of impact that does have on decluttering. So before we do, can you tell people where they can find you and your book and all of that stuff? Yes, of course. Uh, you can find me on pixiesdidit.com. And pixiesdidit is my handle also for all my social media, whether it's LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook. And then our book is available on Amazon. It's called Organize Your Way by Katie McMenamin and Kelly McMenamin. She's my uh, other co-founder and uh, my sister. And we are complete opposite personality types, which is how that was the kernel of the idea of organizing in different ways. 
I love that. Okay, hang on, everybody, and we will be back and uh, getting into how this might impact you and your own life and home. Hang on. Hi, everyone. I'm Tonya Don Reckla, Executive Director of Superpower Experts. Are you ready to master your life? Are you looking for more calm and peace, connectedness in your relationships, more clear communication, guided thoughts, and a confidence in your ability to come up with creative solutions no matter what happens? Then join us at our next experience. Go to superpowerexperts.com and get signed up today. All right. Welcome back. So, okay. So you just mentioned your co-founder, your sister has Mm -hmm. a different personality type. Yeah. So how did you come up with this idea that (laughs) there's no, that there's differences. Go ahead. Well, we are like opposite. We always joke that we are, were um, two incredibly different peas stuck in the same pod growing up. I had to walk through her room to get to my room. My room was an addition to the house we grew up in. And her room always looked like a war zone. And mine was like uh, all the stuffed animals lined up perfectly. And we had the same exact mother who had the same exact rules for us, but she didn't really naturally wasn't you know inclined to line up her teddy bears or, or make her bed. It just didn't matter to her. And uh, so my joke was it like really impacted me having to see that mess uh, my whole life. So I'd always like try to help her organize my way and she just ended up being messy. And I kind of did that as we got older, when we were and she was started having kids before me, I would help her out. And then she would go back to being messy. And she said, that's because I'm not a professional organizer. I was working in finance um, as a, a investment analyst at the time. And then she hired a professional organizer to help her uh, get organized with, which often comes to the fore when you have young kids and start a family. And she was looking for her kid's birth certificate after the organizer had left and made her super organized and she couldn't find it. And she said, you know, I keep this pile of paper in my bookshelf in my office. It's like every document I would need, like insurance, will, birth certificates, things that technically in my mind had nothing to do with them. But in her mind, they were things she could never lose and were really important. So they were all in the same broad category for her. And when I got there, she kind of tore up her office and I was like, what are you looking for? She told me. And I said, did you look in this file cabinet that her organizer had bought her? And she's like, no. So I looked in the file cabinet, everything's perfectly done alphabetically. There's even something that says B for birth certificate. So I opened up that folder and there are the birth certificates. I'm like, this is where they are. She's like, oh my God, I've been looking for hours. I'm like, did you never <laughs> think to look in your file cabinet? And she said, file cabinets are like mausoleums. It's like where I just like go in there and you forget about it. It's like where things go to die, you know, or are already dead. <laughs> just put them in there, yeah. but you never think about them again. And, uh, you know, for her, she needed to have, she explained to me that she needed to have things out where visually she could see them. And it was, that was kind of the spark for Pixies Did It really. And our book, Organize Your Way, because it, it opened my mind to the idea that she might be that different that she would never think about it. Cause I can like visually see in my mind what's in folders that I've put away, you know, even if it's like five years ago and I, you know, kind of know what's behind, even if it's like not every single nook and cranny, I really know what's behind closed doors. But the moment something isn't visual, my sister's brain really forgets it. And we grew up really steeped in Myers-Briggs because our mom went back to get her master's in art therapy when we were teenagers and she learned about this. And it was kind of a shared language in our family. So that allowed us not to judge each other's differences, but accept each other. 
And uh, so I realized, well, maybe there, she does need a different system. And so my brother actually has the same personality type as her. So before we started the business, I was still in finance and we organized my brother, but we kind of tried to do it in a way that, you know, helped him you know have piles of paper because he did that naturally, but organized with some structure. And we just basically started, you know, taking clients and um, kind of testing out our methods. I always say we we were like, Jane Goodall, um, little Jane Goodalls in the concrete jungle of Manhattan, uh, watching human primates and how they interact. We'd ha- give our customers the uh, Myers-Briggs and then we would know who they were. And then we'd be like, oh my God, this person does exactly what you do. Or this person does what that other personality type does. Like there's some personality types that tend to leave uh, cupboard doors open in the kitchen um, more often than, uh, you know, other types uh, like other types never. So there was all these things we noticed. So, you know, um, we, we started coming up with different systems for different people and different advice. Uh, I mean, some of it's universally good. Some of it, um, you know, like, for example, we always tell people when you're organizing, try to make every system as close to one step as possible, as easy as possible, because then you're going to have more adherence across the board with all personality types. The more difficult something is, Maybe a super organized person, um, we call them classics in the Pixie world. In the Myers-Briggs world, they're um, called SJs, but mm-hmm. uh, they might do a really difficult system because they're so driven to have things organized, a place for everything, everything in its place at all times because it relaxes them to have it that way. But other types might not. Uh, my favorite example is coat closets that you think about them as not that big of a deal to do, but it's a lot of steps to put your coat away in a coat closet, especially for some types, because it involves opening the door, one step, finding a hanger, sometimes multiple steps. If it's crowded in there, you don't have a lot of hangers, Uh, taking your coat off, putting it on the hanger, three steps, putting it back on four steps, closing the door, five steps. So it's why like, you've never seen like a five-year-old kid be like, you know what? Every day I'm going to like take, you know, get a ladder, (laughs) go grab a coat, like a bye. This doesn't happen. And that's how coats end up on like chairs and floors and all those things. So, you know, if I see that happening or it's a complaint, I'm like, you know what? You really need to have coat hooks. Like there's no other way about it. Um, that, and if you think about a coat hook, it's like a two-step process. So I'm going in there trying to figure out how can, especially in, you know, multi-personality households, how can we make this easy and efficient so it can work with different types? Because it's really hard to get people to change. Like in the office, you can change because it's like required of you, but then you come home and you're exhausted. And so you just want to be your shoes off self. So we're oh what our, you know organize your way our book you know as well as what the work we do with clients is trying to set up systems that just let you be you but make it so that you can find things right so like if you're yeah. a filer you're not a filer you're a visual person your desk needs to have bins I just finished a client yesterday and she's like I don't want this many bins and I'm like but you need to have one or two bins you're always going to just drop stuff on your desk and it needs to be in that otherwise it's going to be a mess. I mean, it's just containing it in acrylic, you know, kind of open, uh, transparent bins, but it really helps not have paper flying everywhere or on the floor, et cetera, because you have a place to put it. Um, yeah. So, so figuring out who you are and working, working with that. Yeah. You've just said a lot there. So one of the things that actually I just, I'm going to go back a step is. Sure. Um it's just funny because I'm sure everybody who's listening is like, oh yeah, there's me and there's my child and there's my <laughs> husband and the, you know, that whole thing. So, but the thing that is hard for me 
mm-hmm. that I can see where this is. I don't like clutter around me. Like mm-hmm. before I sit down in a room, um, but then there are other people who, right. So if they need to see it, then they're going to have stuff all over. Yes. Sometimes. Yes. So there's some people who need to have their stuff out. And then there are people who need to have their stuff away. It seems like that's kind of like a, we're just starting right there. Yes. Uh, and that's definitely, you know, we joke that we're almost like marriage counselors sometimes more than organizers because mm-hmm. you know how opposites attract, which is true. But then like you frustrate each other with, um, you know, different needs, especially organizationally speaking. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but we, we're trying to find systems in those kind of situations where like, if it was just your house, I would basically figure out hidden places for everything because you're so driven to have it neat that you could have shelves with bins, like a mail room behind closed doors. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas like someone like my sister, I'd want to find shelves that maybe don't have closed doors, but aren't in the middle of a living area that would annoy you if it was like a compromise situation. Uh, Got it. You know, so that there isn't that extra step for them that they can just throw it on there, but that it's out of sight for you because that'll annoy you to see it. So you're always just trying to like find that balance of what you can tell, you know, what the really tidy person can tolerate while making sure this is a system that the, you know, quote unquote, messier person, the person who's more okay with more visual clutter, that they'll actually follow the system <laughs> um, right? and put things in, you know, their homes and their open bins. But, um, you know, like... There's just a a lot of different, um, it's kind of like an iterative process, but if you look at the fundamentals in our book, Organize Your Way, you'll you'll start seeing how to come up with these systems uh, and coming up with solutions like, oh, more hooks everywhere. Like inside of a closet, you can have a ton more hooks usually than you have in there. Ah, that's very interesting. So what are the kind of, like generally the different types you you sort of mentioned them, but- you know, I don't know if you, I don't know how many, I think there's a lot of different types, but you like overall, what are some of the big categories? Sure. There's so in Myers-Briggs, there, there are, there's 16 different types, but we found in general, like extroversion, introversion didn't really play in that much into uh, how people organize, how they retrieve objects, uh, mm-hmm. remember where they are. And so we kind of narrowed it down to eight types and kind of four archetypes and uh, I would say two of the types fall into what I call pilers. And that's like the more visual people, the people who need to see things to remember they exist. And we call those organics and smarts. And uh, then I would say in the other realm, the filers, the detail-oriented people, like which sounds like you and me, uh, that we have classics, which makes up almost 50% of the population and funds. And um, so really you can see that humanity is kind of divided between pilers and filers. And it's people who aren't bothered by visual clutter and chaos and those that are incredibly bothered by and can't actually relax until things are tidy. I I like to give the example of my sister can come home after being exhausted, have a messy home and be like, I'll deal with it tomorrow. Whereas I would clean it up first and then relax. Uh, but, um, yeah, those are the, that's the main difference between them. And, um, you can go on our website and in our book, organize your way. Um, so either pixiesdidit.com and you can read all about the differences and you can take a little quiz too, but sometimes just reading it, you know, instantly who you are. 
That's so funny. So can you give me, yeah, I mean, you're sort of given a couple examples, mm-hmm. but like, what is, so let's say that you are, well, give me a different yeah. an example of how you would um, handle things differently depending on when you're type. One you did is like you said, you put it behind in files, you know, organized away. What's another way? What about with stuff that you're trying to give away? If you're trying to clean up, is there a difference mm. there? Yeah, that kind of hits on. So I would, so let's say it was a classic or a fun, which are detail oriented. Uh, they like things hidden away. They don't like to see the clutter. Um, and for them, like any of my bins, I might, I'd probably not buy acrylic bins or see-through transparent bins. I'd buy more opaque bins because it hides some of the clutter. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's one thing for that type. And then I do the reverse for um, the organics and the smarts uh, because they need to see things to remember them. So the client I just did is uh, an organic and I, you know, everything was acrylic so that she can see it Uh, except for like one bin, which she knew what was in it. And um, I, I, you know, I, I let her like keep that one bin, but in general it's, you know, that's the, one of the different solutions I would come up with. And then in terms of decluttering, um, it kind of depends because I, like I said, I'm just talking about the four archetypes. That's kind of when you go into the eight because classics can either be, we call them like classic structure or classic freedom and classic freedoms have a little bit tougher time than classic structures and getting rid of stuff. And that's kind of across the board. Uh, also with funds, like fun structures have an easier time letting go. They're just like a little bit more logical, the, the structures. And then um, fun freedoms have a little tougher time. It's like you're more sentimental about stuff. Um, and then with organics, uh, I would say all organics, freedom and structure, have trouble letting go of things. And smarts have an easier time, just more more logical. And so kind of depending, so I, if I had a fun freedom or um, a classic freedom and they needed to declutter, Sometimes what I do with the stuff on in between is something we call a later box. And that is a box you can't see in. And so it could be a black garbage bag. It doesn't literally have to be a box, but something that's opaque. And you would put the stuff that you, you know, it's kind of hard to let go of, but it would be so great to have the extra space. And you just put it in there and then you can store it maybe in your attic, your garage somewhere for like, I don't know, three months, six months, 12 months, however long it takes you to technically forget something that's unimportant. And then I just tell people, like, you set the timer, uh, you know, in your phone. And then in 12 months, you just take out what you were like, I do not want to part with that. Like what you remember that you really don't want to get rid of. Because chances are it's going to be an entire bag of things that you've totally forgotten about. And so I always tell them that's why it's like it should be opaque because you don't want to see what's in. You don't want a list, you know, of the inventory. You want to just keep what you remember because that's really what matters to you. And that's the later box is a great way to declutter if you you have trouble uh, doing so. That is so funny. I am so that person. Like I cannot see something and then I pull it out and I'm like, oh, right. Oh, but I got that from my mom and no, I hate it, but, and I'm never going to wear it, but well, okay. It's usually not clothes, but it's, you know, some I know. kind of item and it's yeah. like, oh, I can't let that go. Yeah. That's I mean, so I'll- funny. I'll give you a great example. I have a bunch of like, I don't know how I've ended up with so many throws. One of them, my grandmother knit me for like an Afghan kind of, you know, for 
my college graduation or my high school graduation. So in this whole, you know, they're folded up, obviously I'm, I'm me, they're organized, they're folded up. But if you, you know, if you ask me like what's in there, I can kind of remember one or two others, but the rest, like, I don't care about, you know, like, and I could let go. Right. Um, yeah. And um, so if I was like searching for space or if we were going to move, like the chances are only my grandmother's Afghan would end up making it. Cause it's kind of like a built-in later box being, you know, in a closet that I know precisely what I would never want to get rid of. And I don't need a list. Like I know it. Yeah, that makes sense. So the other thing that I do, which is very interesting because I put it all away, Mm -hmm. but then I go to pull it out to make more space Mm -hmm. and then I'll be like, oh, but that'll be useful later. You know, maybe I'll use it for the dogs, you know, if talking about blankets, okay, we're not going to use it. Or there are times, you know, twice a year where I might have 10 people spending the night and then I need another blanket. (laughs) Uh, I mean, a hundred percent. And it's not like I go in there with people and I'm like, you have to get rid of absolutely everything you haven't used in this past year. Uh, but I would say if you didn't have, the, and I would say too, it's okay. We always say we're kind of kinder, kinder, gentler, um, you know, uh, organizers because we're not looking for like, you know, everybody to leave with a Zen, you know, absence of anything. But if it's impacting your ability to use a closet, et cetera, it's like, okay, mm-hmm. but you can't use your closet on a daily basis because you're saving this stuff for maybe something you'll use in two years. It doesn't really make sense because you're making your regular everyday life super inefficient and kind of more stressful than it needs to be. So really just about making sure, you know, that everything that's, you know, in your daily life is something you use. So for you, I would say like, okay, well, that probably needs to be in the attic. Like, and then you go and get it from the attic, you know, when yeah. you have these extra guests, but it doesn't need to be in this closet. Um, obviously you've the space, no big deal. But if you're having a discussion about it, usually because like things are tight and it would be easier to grab things if there was some few less things in the pile, let's mm-hmm. say. And that's when I'd be like, just put it in a bin in the attic if you really want to keep it. And the nice thing about that is five years later, you're going to be in your attic being like, you know what? I have not used this thing in five years. Why did I keep it? (laughs) But it's kind of like a built-in later box. So I would say whenever you put things in the attic like that, when you're decluttering, you're like, I'm going to keep it. Make sure it's kind of like a later box where you're like, I'm going to also remember that if I don't use this, I'm going to let go. It's silly. Yeah, that makes sense. And I love that idea of if it's making your everyday life more stressful, like remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't have to sit there and be right there front and center in your coat closet or, you know, whatever the closet exactly. that you're using every day. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really good. So when people hire you or, you know, in your book, if you're going to start somewhere, I know that I I could be wrong, but like the Marie Kondo thing is you pull everything out. Like if it's vases, you pull every single vase out and sit there and, and go through it. Where, where do you start with people when you're working with them? Well, first of all, it's kind of interesting you bring up Marie Kondo because when she wrote the, her first book that was the bestseller, uh, she hadn't had children yet. And I remember watching her pregnant at a book talk being like, you know, how is this going to change for you when you have kids? Cause they are what really it's like, if you ask like what I'd say, like people's organizational Waterloo, it's like ha- getting a pet uh-huh. <laughs> moving in with somebody, having children. children. It's like, much, yes, that like it makes it, there's so much more stuff coming in 
always into your house. And actually Marie Kondo now has three kids and said, she's kind of less strict about the amount of stuff people have. And I was dying. I was like, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just You've got to accommodate other people and what they want. Yes. And, and yes. it creates, you know, sometimes in that environment with kids, it creates more sentimental objects to like need to keep them, even if you're not using them, that kind of stuff. Um, but where we actually say, cause pulling everything out everywhere, I could end up for some people, meaning your house looks like a disaster zone. Uh, we yeah. People to start our book starts with the entryway, and we tell people to start with your entryway because that's where everything comes in and goes out of your house when you think about it. So it's like the you know if you have a chance to declutter before it comes into your house, that's when you should do it. So like we always say like across the board, like have a garbage pail right where you go through your mail. Um, you know because you can basically dump things into the trash immediately when they come home and it doesn't pile up as much. Um, we always suggest people have uh, essentially almost like a mail room and the mail room could be like a kitchen cupboard or something, you know, right by the entryway, but where you can basically dole out into people's inboxes, stuff coming in, or like if you have, you know, and I mean, everybody, including a pet, the pets get papers and pets have stuff like they actually do but it's kind of funny how we don't really treat them as entities in our home even though they impact you know the owners so everybody you know in the house you know even if you have like let's say you're somebody who's a kid and you have a babysitter like even the babysitter needs to have a cubby so we really do kind of um in their book and advise in person that you need to have inboxes for everybody in the house and it, it allows too when you're, you know, other parts of the house going, I have no idea what this is or who's this is. You can kind of like put it in the mail room or I think it's, you know, Billy's. I'm going to put it in his cubby. And then Billy's like, I can't find my Pokemon deck. And you're like, oh, I put it in your bin, you know? So, mm-hmm. I, and it's all right there. So if you get the bin wrong, somebody else can like look through somebody else's bin really quickly. So um, the entryway, that is where you start. and don't take everything out. I guess I just I fundamentally disagree with Marie Kondo. Like you're doing your front hall closet. Great. That's what you're pulling out. Um, and you're going through it and there might be stuff that goes to other places, but, but I definitely, that could be really dangerous for some types to follow her. Yes. Advice. I would get so overwhelmed. I yes. think that I would just shut down yes. potentially. 100%. We're just, yeah. Ugh. Yes. Very much. It's so interesting. So with the book, is it based on the Myers-Briggs? Like, do it, or is it just sort of generally? I mean, is there like no, a Myers-Briggs So basically all of our, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, all of our types, we started off giving our clients the Myers-Briggs types, uh, type, um, and we became Myers-Briggs uh, trained practitioners. So we would give them the assessment, the Myers-Briggs assessment. And, but then, I mean, it's like 70 to 80 questions, which is a lot to ask. That's a, a lot. Um, yeah. So, um, and then- as Myersburg practitioners, you have to actually go over it. You have to have a sit-down session. So what we did over time was develop questions. And this is what you can find is kind of, um, I mean, I'm sure technologically speaking, it's closer to a Cosmo quiz or like a magazine quiz, but uh-huh. does, you know, kind of get to who you are organizationally speaking. And so we've just basically slimmed it down to like, you know, 20 questions, you know, so that it's easy peasy and more fun. Uh, so if you go on pixiesdidit.com, you can find the quiz and take it and then kind of describes to you who you are, what your organizing styles are, and a couple other like little tips on, on how to best organize. 
Well, that's so fun. You've actually kind of inspired me to maybe <laughs> uh, go back because I've got three daughters and two of them are away at college. But the the one who's left at home is one of those who apparently is okay with visual clutter because before mm-hmm. our interview just now, I cleaned up all of her stuff so I could sit down in a clear <laughs> space. <laughs> Yeah, no, there are people, my son, my older son's like that. And my husband's more like me. And he's like, I don't get it. And I'm like, well, I do. Cause I have my sister yeah. <laughs> in yeah. my life and I have all these clients that it just doesn't like, they wouldn't mind it being organized, but you know, when people like us come in and organize for them, it's sometimes really frustrating, uh, you know, because yeah. you know, the way pilers work is you have a pile of paper and there's like a pink little post-it and that pink post-it underneath it is something that's important to them. And then I'll come straight in a pile or put it some, hide it someplace. And then they can't see the post anymore. So they kind of have no idea where anything is. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, that's it's so tidier, but it's not organized. And yeah. you know, if I ever touch someone's desk stuff um, or with clients, I actually, if they're not there with me, when I go home and when I leave, I tell them where absolutely everything is that I touched because, you know, when we first started, you realized everyone's like, wait, where is this? Where is this? Where is this? Um, so mm-hmm. when you help somebody organize and they're not there, you just have to make sure you give them a roadmap of where you put absolutely everything everything um, for them to be able to find it. So they're not cursing you in the middle of the 100%. night as they're looking for it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's so funny. Well, thank you. This is super interesting. Um, remind people again where they can find you. And well, and the name of your book is Organize Your Way. Um, yes. I love that. So where can they find you again? Uh, you can find us at www.pixiesdidit.com. Uh, we, we call ourselves the Pixies. And when it's supposed to be the answer to the question of who transformed your life or your home. And you'd be like, Pixies did it. And, um, and then organize your way you can find on Amazon, um, Katie and Kelly McMenamin organize your way, simple strategies for every personality. Yay. Super fun. Thank you. It was really fun. Yes. And all of you listeners, thank you again for being here and showing up for yourselves until next time, go out and remember that you do hold the power to transform your world. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today. 